Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another week here on Loon Talk with myself, Jonathan Harrison, alongside Dan Terrar. We are the radio broadcast team for Minnesota United Games. You can hear us, you can hear all games over on Score North on AM 1500. Dan Terrar, how are you doing, sir? Hello. Hello. I'm doing better. I had a couple days to let that, uh, <laughs> I almost said, I almost had to let that loss sink in. It certainly wait, felt it, like one. Wait, it wasn't a loss. Yeah. You know, we scored two goals. Well, there was one loss. There was we one scored, loss. We scored two goals. <laughs> that is true. We so, did score both of them. So we got that going for us. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. You, know, oh, you, want, you, wonder, you wonder why San Jose felt so good about a 1-1 draw, because they didn't <laughs> score a goal. <laughs> right. Of course they feel good about it. We just got, they a, never, we just got it, a point. We didn't score a goal. <laughs> I guess Yay. we're jumping right right into the Loons Week in Review here before we even get to any house cleaning. No, yeah, I'm, it was. No, I'm done. <laughs> that's it. That's the podcast. We reviewed the week. Huh? See ya. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> All right. Do some quick house cleaning here. Uh, we, as I mentioned, Dan Terrar and myself, we are the radio broadcast team for Minnesota United matches. You can hear us over on Score North for all radio broadcasts, including. This weekend over on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com, and Sirius XM FC Channel 157 this weekend for the national broadcast game. Um, we are we like to call ourselves the most unofficially official Minnesota United podcast because we are part of the radio broadcast team, but for all intents and purposes of this podcast, this is a Score North procedure, so this has nothing to do officially with the team. We just talk about them a lot, so... We're just uh, we're just angry fans like everybody else now. <laughs> yeah. Now 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 that's not a game game day. We're just angry fans after that last week. That yeah, it didn't start that way, but just getting that way. <laughs> after this season, yeah. We'll get to our big question and everything coming up. Look across the league as well as write that down. Um that's all coming up. But firstly, let's uh get to this weekend review. When we have multiple games, we won't just re- we won't call it the review of the games, we'll just call it a week in review. Uh, LA Galaxy, we'll start off with this one. LA Galaxy 1, Minnesota United nil. This one was a while ago So at this point, so we'll quickly skim past it. Basically, all you need to know about that one, if you don't remember it, Jonathan Klinsman, the goalkeeper for the LA Galaxy, stood on his head, making seven saves on the night. Um, the attack for Minnesota was pretty dangerous on the night, 21 shots, um, but they just couldn't get, find a way past Jonathan Klinsman. He had one hell of a game. Yeah, that was one of those, you know, and, and we've had a few of those where uh, Tyler Miller has, has done that and made three or four saves where you think that could have easily been a goal. Yeah. And that was the case in this one. And um, it's what a team that's struggling to score desperately did not need. Absolutely. You know, you we need to play a goaltender that's having an off day, not one that has his best game of the season or the, the year um, for him. So, but you know what, that's – when you're struggling to score goals, then every goalkeeper looks, you know, unbeatable. Right. Um, one positive out of that match. Well, I, I, I'd what? say two positives. There's two positives you can pull from that match. Emmanuel Reynoso stayed higher up the field and was the best version of himself we've seen this season. I'll say that. He looked yeah. absolutely dangerous 
on the night. Just unfortunately couldn't connect with his attack, the rest of his attack, and get get a goal in the night. But that was probably the best we've seen Emmanuel Reynoso this season, outside of the the games that he does score and get an assist. But he was he was doing exactly what the coaching staff wanted him to do. He didn't drop deep. And then Tyler Miller forced into one save. Other than the the goal they let in, he really wasn't tested. Continually showing that this defense, uh, despite not having their leader in Michael Boxel is still one of the better defenses, I would say, in the league just because of how they shut down attacks. And we'll get to them in the San Jose San Jose review, but they showed absolutely everything over the past week of how they continue to shut down attacks and make it difficult for opposing attacks to score on, on Tyler Miller and the Minnesota net. Yeah, and, and this was, um, yeah, this is a team that all of a sudden, it wasn't that long ago, and, and when, when Brett Coleman first got you know, inserted into the starting 11, he struggled a little bit. And we were even talking about it on this podcast about, do we need to get another middle back? Let's yeah. go get somebody. <laughs> right. We're not talking about that now. Um, no, absolutely not. And DJ Taylor is proven to be serviceable uh, when filling in for Chase Gasper um, or Roman Metonair, which he can, apparently he can play both sides. So yeah, the defense, you know, you get Boxel back in there and, you know, all of a sudden you've got, a guy like Brett Coleman on the bench, you know, that's, that's a luxury. There's not too many teams that have uh, a middle back. That's that talented, you know, sitting waiting for a chance to sub in, which nobody subs out their middle backs. I mean, that's very rare. Yeah. So um, yeah. Interesting. The way that that dynamic has changed completely in the last month and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's it for the LA galaxy review. Cause like I said, that one was, what a week and a half ago at this point that was now forgettable was like <laughs> uh, another forgettable one that we were just when when the broadcast ended and we were leaving Allianz field because you know peek behind the curtains here we don't travel to away matches so we do what? most of the matches from Allianz field some of them from the 1500 or the score north studios so you know I've been there's telling, I've been telling my wife I've been traveling thanks a lot uh good luck <laughs> good luck explaining that one yeah ruin that for me <laughs> Yeah, we try and make it to sound as, as much as possible like we're there. Uh, San Jose, we were very disappointed with that second half especially. Um, so let's kind of start from the beginning of where, the 1-1 drop you, for San Jose. Where, where do you start with this one? I think you start first, off – First 15 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I was going to go. Good. High high energy press by Minnesota, giving <laughs> yeah. San Jose a ton of fits for the first 15 minutes. The own goal was supremely unfortunate. Just goes off the trailing foot of Bakai Debassi and sneaks past Tyler Miller. And then you get the red card. And that was basically the first 15 minutes. And from there, it felt like you had a really good chance to get back into it and kind of take this, take sneak out of San Jose with a win. But man, it just, that first 15 minutes was impressive. Unfortunately, they couldn't keep it going. Yeah. No, and so they, they were dominant. They they owned the middle third of the pitch. I mean, they won every contested ball. It, it seemed like it, it, anywhere in between the uh, the two final uh, thirds. And mm-hmm. they were just – we saw several examples of some really quick one-touch inside passing. And, and when um, your favorite player, Nathan, got the red card, <laughs> Gosh. I thought, okay – there's no reason not to get a win on the road. Absolutely. And then they scored within seconds like of yeah. finally resu- resuming play. I don't remember what it was because the actual yellow card that became a red happened at like the 17th minute. Yep, and, and he didn't get a red until the, 20- the 20th. Yeah, and then I think we scored in the 22nd. But yeah. um, Nathan 
is uh, how long do you have a guy in your lineup if he keeps taking cards every night? This guy, <laughs> I have no this, this They brought him in, though. The, That's the thing. Guy, they, he looks like the guy next door, you know, who you see does taking he? out his trash, and he kind of looks like, you know, he, he doesn't – and then, but he plays like an idiot. He just he, – he plays <laughs> completely stupid. I mean, because yeah. there's certain things, unless I'm missing something, um, in other parts of the world, can you go into somebody with your cleats up knee no. high and not get a red card? No, absolutely okay. not. That's why, so, so that's that's why, why it was so need. easy of a VAR decision for the VAR oh. officials. I mean, sir, sure, it took a little bit to get to that decision, but – after they got to the decision, it was very quick and just going over to nothing and then handing out the red card. I mean, you looked at – it took us one viewing of that replay to realize, right. yeah, that's definitely a red card. He's going off. There's you there's no chance he's staying on this one. You don't accident – you know, if you're right. seven years old and you're playing, you know, your first year of competitive soccer, you might make a mistake. But you're an adult and you've been playing soccer your whole life. You don't accidentally bring your, your cleats up knee high on somebody. Yeah. That's not an accident. You're you're a well in hockey. You're a hack. You know, I don't know <laughs> yeah, what they call it in a, soccer. In hockey, you're a hack. In ho- in so, soccer, you just call bye. it dangerous play, and it was incredibly dangerous. It was an incredibly stupid tackle, <laughs> yes. and it was a deserved red card. Unfortunately, no. uh, Minnesota, despite having the man advantage for seventy entire minutes, couldn't oh, find man. a way to to find the win. I mean, they got as you mentioned, they got the equalizer off a of wheel trap goal. Right wasn't away. the prettiest goal. I mean, it worked. It but did actually, exactly. It did exactly what they needed to do with right. the man advantage. They spread the defense out. They shifted the ball across the field very quickly. Will Trap found himself in the middle of the field unmarked because right. of how they had shifted because of the crosses that had got there. And it was just a. It was a. Wasn't the most powerful shot, but it snuck past wow. J T. Marcinkowski for the goal. That's exactly what they needed to do in that instant. They just for some reason stopped doing it over the next seventy minutes. It was it was a perfect Will Trap goal. Kind of boring. <laughs> Didn't want to call too much attention to himself. Underrated. Just, just, just get the job done. Yeah. I'll kick it just hard enough to get to the goal and out of Marcinkowski's reach. Yeah. That way, it's not all flashy, and I don't have to do a big, you know, I don't have to, you know, Robin Hood, or I don't have to take my right. shirt off or do a knee slide. I'll just kind of put. You know, that's Rob. That's Will Trap. He just does what he has to do yeah. without any, uh, without any extra, you know. No cherry on top. Just get it done. So, And what mm-hmm. led up to the goal was some pretty nice passing. So um, I liked it. And you thought at that point, holy cow, you know, this is great. We totally responded the way you want to respond to a red yep. card. Now you've got 60-some minutes with a man advantage. We're going we're gonna to score three goals. Right. I knew it. We're going <laughs> to score maybe, maybe we might score four. You felt the giddiness in the Loons fan base that there was going to be goals and it was they were just going to take advantage of the man advantage. But then yeah. after that goal, I don't want to say they gave up, but it certainly felt that way that they didn't try continue to try and get goals. It just there was no urgency, especially in the second half, to go get a goal. They never felt dangerous in the attack, and no. San Jose somehow, despite not despite being down a man for seventy minutes near the end of the match. We're putting on attacking substitutions because they felt, and rightfully so, they felt that they should have had another goal in them. Yeah, I mean, they, like I said, they were, they didn't, they really technically didn't score a goal in the match, and they were right. angry because they didn't win. You know, I was like, what do you, what do you expect? You didn't score. So, you know, it did feel like, you know, and I know that, you know, these players, 
Nobody quits. Nobody stops right. playing. But it was almost like they scored that goal, and it was like, oh, whew, we got that done. And yeah. it almost you almost felt like they thought, okay, now we'll get one more. That's not a problem. Because that's right. what I thought, too. I thought, okay, they got that one so quick. They'll get another one or two at least. Mm-hmm. And But give um, give San Jose credit. Man, they, they, they played their tails off down a man. And you hear about that happening. Coaches will say, mm-hmm. oh, it happens. It galvanizes the team. It yeah. shouldn't. Right. It shouldn't happen. The doof, team, the team that usually goes off for a stupid tackle shouldn't be to your advantage. Right. The team that usually goes down a man usually kind of comes together defensively yeah. and gets things together. And they just kind of they shell up and then just don't allow anything. And they allowed one shot on goal in the second half. Minnesota had one more man than, than San Jose on the field for the entirety of the second half and only got one <laughs> shot on goal, which... Yeah. With how San Jose has been performing lately, I guess that makes sense because they've only allowed, they only had allowed seven goals in the previous nine matches before that. Since that Minnesota, what was it, the 2-2 draw at Allianz Field on July 3rd, San Jose has been playing pretty well. They've turned things around from the really terrible run they had going into that game. But you don't want to feel like if you're Minnesota, you go into that one knowing that you need the win because of where you are in the standings and how the other teams are performing in the West above you. You're going to need the win, and you have the man advantage for 70 minutes, and you somehow don't come out, don't find a way yeah. to get the win to boost yourself up in the Western Conference standings. And now you're continuing, now you're falling back in the pack, falling back into that pack that's just eating itself alive in the Western Conference at the bottom of the playoff uh, spots in the West. Yeah, and you know we can talk about that. What are we? A couple days later, the team can't because you can't. Right. Unless you're doing, the only way you can use that is to say, you know, as as a as a you know bullet point to say, hey, here's what we did. Do you you know like Adrian did that uh, when they were zero and four, and I think they they went five without a loss, and he said, remember how that felt. Mm-hmm. Remember how that felt to be zero and four, um, and I think that worked for a while. It really did, and I think this is something that's going to come up. Um, could be halftime of a match. It could say, do you remember how you felt after you had a man advantage for 70 minutes right. and you couldn't score a goal? In fact, you gave them one goal. Yeah. The draw. And, and so I'm sure that's something that he can use later. But right now, you know, they, they flew back on uh, Wednesday, probably gave everybody that played more than, you know, yeah. 45 minutes, you know, Monday off, or um, Thursday, Thursday off. What is today? Today's Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Gave they gave him Wednesday off. off. Yeah. And then and then, you know, they're gonna practice as a as a probably a whole group on Friday and then Saturday's game day. So Right. <laughs> there really is no time to sit around and, and think about the mistakes and the problems that happened on Tuesday night because they've got, you know, now a big game coming up. So Right. And I move get on. And I get that there's probably part of it that it was a, it was such a quick turnaround from Saturday to Tuesday, and there's a road trip involved with it. You had to fly out to California, and there's probably part of that that's yeah, that well. war on them in that match. But still, San Jose, yeah, they had one more day of rest. They were at home, but you had the man advantage for 70 minutes. You can't really use that uh, no. as a, as your excuse. No, I mean, and they're not going to. They, and no, I haven't heard that, and I, right. I don't think that'll come out of it because every team has these – times in their schedule where you're on the road after being, mm-hmm. you know, your short turnaround time. That That's the way and we knew that we've talked about that coming up, how this team's depth has to be uh, the key to their success 
in August when things are so busy. Well, so far, their depth on defense has been a key and has helped them get a tie, you know, right. salvage a point. But you know what we're still looking for? We're still looking for some that multiple outburst. Yeah, I mean, like I said, two would have been enough. Two would have been. It's amazing how, if you go back look at a schedule, how many times two goals will get you a win. Absolutely. Not and just a draw. It'll get you a win. You don't need to score four. And over the last, what, 15 games in their, their run where they only lost twice in that 15 <laughs> games, yep. Minnesota scored two a number of times, and that's all yep. they needed to get the win. So, yeah. Oh. Um, it does result in weird power rankings, especially that, well, the LA Galaxy game resulted in some weird power rankings again. Well played MLS soccer, Major League Soccer, Soccer.com for their power rankings. Just trolling everyone at this point. Last week, they, if you remember, they dropped the Loons a place for winning a match. Mm-hmm. But this week, after losing to LA Galaxy, they bumped <laughs> them up two spots. So now they're back in the top ten after a loss and getting a two-spot bump. It's like, whose line is it anyways? Everything's made up and, nothing, and the points don't matter. No, points don't matter. So, and, and you know what? They probably – it was probably people going, eh, you know what? They didn't deserve to drop. And then they played really good, and they probably should have beat L.A. Let's move them up again. So right. it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Stop looking. I didn't even look this week. I, thought, I, I just know. wanted to see where it was, and then I right. then I noticed it was such a troll job by, by MLSsoccer.com. I'm just like, well, i got to bring this into this podcast. Uh, I, I didn't look because I assumed that they dropped them further. That's why I didn't no, look. Nope. They raised them up two spots yeah, for some reason. That makes perfect sense. All right, here's the big question this week, Dan. Hit All the right, sounder. All right, lay it on me. Is it big? It is big. Is you got to hit the sounder, though. Big question. question. There you go. Question, 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 question. All right, big question. Because of where they stand now, you're seeing this on the YouTube feed. Um, you can go watch us talk soccer for some reason if you want over on Score North's YouTube channel. We're there just about a day, day and a half after we post the podcast version of this. The big question now after the the loss and the draw Minnesota drops down to sixth place in the Western Conference. We'll get to the results from MLS last night across the league. There was 11 games. There was mm-hmm. a ton to keep up on last night. Uh, Minnesota down in sixth now. They are seven points away from Colorado in fourth, which is the final home playoff spot. What is success this season is the big question. We went into this season, Dan, with so high of expectations coming off that yeah. Western Conference final where they were, what, 18 minutes away from going to the MLS Cup final. And... They start off the season 0-4, then they bounce back with a really good run of form, over 15 games, only losing twice. But now we've had these two pa- these past two games where it's just you have all the threat in the world against the LA Galaxy, you can't find a way to score, and then you have a man advantage against San Jose for 70 minutes and can't find a way to win, and it just leaves you in this middle pack of of teams in the Western Conference that is fighting for a playoff spot, mm-hmm. and this doesn't feel like where they should be at this season, considering the pieces they brought in and how good they looked last year going into this year, and it just it doesn't feel like getting sixth place in the Western Conference going into the playoffs as a road team for the entirety of it feels like success this season. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, things have changed a lot in expectations, but at the end of the day, they've they've bounced back nicely from that 0-4 start. They've gotten themselves right in the thick of things where they could easily uh, worm their way into the top four, but they could easily drop out if they if they continue to struggle to score goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what do you what is considered a success this season? Well, it's really easy to say, you know, you can always look at the year before. They right. got the Western Conference Finals. Well, 
to say you have to get back to that point to be a success, I, I think that's unreasonable because it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, very few teams, if you look back at the teams that play in the Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, year to year, it's usually different teams. Um, I think, you know, if they can get to the mark where they get end up with more points than they let's well, see, you can't, it's hard to compare last year because of short yeah, season. It was so weird. So what, what I look at is that this franchise has gotten better every year. Mm-hmm. So it's tough to compare 2020 to 2021 because it was a shortened season. And it's tough to say, well, if you don't get to the Western Conference Finals, it's not a success. I don't believe that. So I think what you have to look at and say, this team obviously has to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, it's not a success. Yep. Uh, they've not only got to make the playoffs, they've got to win at least one playoff game. Otherwise, the season's not a success. So I think my mark is um, you're going to make the playoffs and you're automatically going to have more points and more wins than you had last year because it was a shortened season. Right. So I don't, I don't even know how to compare that. Um, and you've got to win at least one playoff game, whether you're home or road. And I think if you lose that second playoff game, most people would say, eh, it wasn't a very good year. So I kind of think it's that second playoff game. You win that, it's obviously a, a good season. Because mm-hmm. then you're that, back to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, if you lose that, then you're right on that. To me, right in that bubble, was it a successful season? Well, of course it was, because there's 20-some other teams that would like to be playing in that playoff game that aren't. Absolutely. Um, and you just don't want to take a step back, you know? And I think if you get in the playoffs or don't get in the playoffs, but if you get in the playoffs and you lose in the first round, that would feel like a big step back from 2020. So I think you've got to get in. You've got to win a playoff game. And then you're, you know, you've put, you separate yourself again for the second year in a row from most of the teams in MLS as being in that group of what would that be eight then, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. where you want to be. So yeah. I think you win a playoff game. You've put yourself back into a successful season. You're one of the 10 best teams in the league for the second year in a row. That would be a success to me. What do you think? I think that's around right. It's it's so hard to feel like that's the right answer, though, considering how we went into the season. And I understand mm-hmm. the season's long. You kind of have to change your expectations yep. as it goes. But if we're looking at it now after, what, 19 games now, there's 15 games left. So mm-hmm. there's still plenty – don't don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of time to climb back into this and get into the top of the Western Conference. That that's easily that's easy to see. But they've got a really tough schedule going down the stretch here to to have to do that. They've got pretty much the best teams in the Western Conference left on their schedule. So good <laughs> luck doing it. But yeah, I think that that feels like the right answer. Talking it through, it's just it's just feels like after going to the Western Conference Finals, adding the players that they did, you wouldn't want to say, yeah, let's get. Let's just get into the playoffs any way possible, whether it's sixth, fifth, or seventh, or third, whatever. Just get are, are in you, and then win a playoff at, game. Are you at that point? See, I don't feel I'm at that point. I don't oh, think just, I'm at that point where I'm saying, well, let's just get in the playoffs. I mean, no. I really think that, that this team is going to not be on the bubble on decision day. I mean, no, I, I don't I, think I they're going to be the last team in. I think they're no. they're going to they're gonna tie up their what their playoff spot pretty 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 easily. But it's just mm. it just feels like that – where we started this season with the expectations we came into the season with, it feels like not having a home playoff game and not winning at least one will feel kind of like failure. Um, but 
I'm with you at this point. Get into the playoffs and then at least win your first one and make the second one super competitive. If you don't, if you're not competitive in that second one, and I get, I get you probably will be on the road at this point. If the playoffs ended today, you'd be on the road, or if the playoffs started today, you'd be on the road. So both those games would have to be on the road for you. So just get into the playoffs and win one game and then make the second game super competitive. Hopefully you get to the Western Conference Finals again. That'd be mm. great for this team. Continue the upward trajectory they've been on. I mean, to continue that trajectory in full, you'd have to get to the finals. But at this point, let's just take get into the Western Conference Finals and I then feel, see what happens. I feel a write that down coming on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Making some late game changes? I think so. I like it's it. All, hey, everything's, everything's fluid here. Everything's fluid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me, I'm right where where you brought it up. I I really didn't have an answer going to this one. I just I I wanted to get your perspective on it because of how this season has kind of come about at this point with the four mm-hmm. games to start the season and then how these last what seven or trying to do math on the road on the fly here, fourteen games have played out that it just feels different now because of the expectations you had in the seat had to start the season that anything less than that feels like you're kind of dropping back a little bit and I didn't want to feel that way but winning a playoff game and then making the second one super competitive feels like success at this point but if if you know and this could all change so quickly you know right if if Unu gets gets hot and and Frank Aponte comes back and he's contributing the offense load is going to keep scoring this things could change rapidly. We've mm-hmm. been talking about that for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it may not happen. And this team is going to have to rely on defense. They're going to have to win, uh, you know, one to nothing and two to one. Stop scoring for the other team, and <laughs> and that may be what that may be the destiny of this team. It doesn't seem like it should be because of the players involved, but right now that's the way it's trending. That this team is going to have to rely on winning, you know, one nil and. Mm-hmm. 2-1, and that's what it's going to be. But if they can just score that second goal, the defense certainly can hold up their end of it the way they're yeah. playing right now. And, you know, all we're asking, you know, we begged for three goals for a long time. Now we're just saying, just score two. Just we'll score be two. happy. Yeah. No, we'll be happy. Score two. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, if you're, if you're an opposing team and you come into the and you're playing Minnesota, your attack has to be really concerned with how you're going to break that team, break this team down because yeah. they've played so well over the last 14 games or 15 games that it's just really hard to score a goal. And it doesn't matter who's playing in that defense. I mean, they've had Michael Boxall out for a month and a half and they haven't missed a beat. So yeah, no. if you're an opposing attacking team, you have a lot to work out going into that game. Uh, next up for Minnesota coming up this Saturday, Sporting Kansas City will visit Allianz Field for the first time this season. Last time these two teams played it was the Western Conference semifinals December 3rd last year. It was a 3-0 win at Sporting Kansas City for Minnesota. It was the first time they'd won in Kansas City. I know we – I remember that pre-match show. We were like, how the heck are they going to do this? How the heck are they going to go into Kansas City and win? And they only went and pitched a shutout and got a 3-0 win there. Um, but Sporting Kansas City, 6-3-1 and one on the road this season. More wins on the road than at home. So they're a really tough road that's, team. That's they're a really tough team in general. Uh, they yeah. are second in the Western Conference after the results last night. Three wins in their last five, I believe. 2 p.m. pre-match show, 2.38 p.m. kickoff on Score North on AM 1500, Sirius XM FC Channel 157, Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com with myself, Callum Williams, and Kindred D. St. Aubin. Dan, your thoughts on Saturday's big national TV match against Sporting Kansas City? 
Well, now it's the next big match. You know, yeah. Tuesday was huge, and you had to win. It's a huge match, and 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 you need these points. And and now, okay, well, that didn't work out. Now this one's huge. Now this is the next biggest match, and this is the one you have to win. Um, it's I hate to say it, but you know, you're chasing a team, and this is a team that I mean, don't wouldn't you agree that most people think they're going to finish in the top five? Uh, at this point, yeah, they they're on 38 points there. Yeah. It's them in Seattle kind of separating themselves at the top of the West, at the right. very top of the West from LA, the Ga- or from the Galaxy and Colorado. Right. So, so, yeah, so they're, they're at the very top. That you're chasing and mm-hmm. you want to be in the top five. I mean, that's that. So, you go out and you play great defense. And I have no doubt that this defense can, you know, either get a clean sheet or hold them to one goal. And we're right back to where can we score two goals? You know, yep. if you score two goals against Sporting Kansas City, you're going to get a point. But good luck I, doing that. They've only allowed, what, 21 right. goals on the season? They've allowed just as much as you have this season, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. So what's what's going to give? You know, something has to change. I don't know if Robin Lode will be back. That makes a big difference because right now he's the only guy that you can look to when you need a, yeah. a clutch goal. Um, can't rely on Brent Coleman all the time. <laughs> And so, so what does, uh, you know, right now we don't know what the lineup's going to look like. Right. And it really is wide open because we don't know if you're going to have Robin Lode back. We don't know if Fragapane is close. We don't know if he's going to start, you know, Adriana new. We don't know if Boxel's going to be back. We don't know if Chase Gasper is going to be back. Um, so this lineup could be unchanged. It could be completely changed. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they play that kind of defense. This is going to be a match. It's going to be scoreless at halftime. Someone's going to take advantage of a break and get a win. I mean, it's probably a 1-0 win, but I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, me neither. I mean, with how Minnesota's defense is playing, I'd say Daniel Shalloway, who's had one heck of a season so far for Sporting Kansas City, putting himself up there quite unexpectedly in the MVP race, scoring another last night in Kansas City's 1-1 draw against Portland. We'll get to that in a moment. Um Minnesota will have to shut him down. We'll have to shut a Sporting Kansas City attack down that's scored 36 mm-hmm. goals this season. If I'm doing my math correctly, they're the second highest scoring team in the league behind New England, who's the top team in the entire league right now. So Sporting Kansas City have quite the attack going for them this season, all powered by Daniel Shalloway this season. So Minnesota, yeah, if they're going to get a win, it, they're going to have to shut shut down a very potent Sporting Kansas City attack. But we've seen them do that time and time again already this season. They held Seattle scoreless already once this season. So if they're going to do it, I think this weekend is the best opportunity to kind of start getting yourself back into that top, the upper echelons of the Western conference, because it is against a team that you're chasing right now. So yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, look ahead and have any kind of uh, thoughts or analyst uh, analyze a game when you don't know who's playing. I mean, it's, it makes a huge difference whether or not Robin Lode is in the lineup. It makes him mm-hmm. remarkable because he's the only guy in this team. We talked about that before the match against San Jose. After his six goals, it drops down to two. Yeah. Brent Coleman's just... your second leading goal scorer. <laughs> and that's no diss on Brent. I love Brent. But uh, he shouldn't so, be that guy when he's your center back, when he's your third string center back. There should be someone with five, someone with four, maybe a couple people with three. No, yeah. we go from six down to two goals. And one of those comes off of, you know, a, a center back. So yeah, th- that's the problem. And, you know, not knowing what the lineup's going to look like. I mean, I, do you have any idea? I mean, for no what idea. we, there, 
we have nothing to look at because uh, tomorrow will be the only really day of training, mm-hmm. and we don't know who's playing. No idea. So <laughs> yeah, it'll be you know. But but with that with that being said, this team still defensively should keep the club in the match, and if you can't score, uh, you're probably not going to get any points. If you can score one, you might get a point. If you score two, you might get one or three points. I mean, really, that's the only way I can look at it without knowing more about the lineup. Right, and I'm kind of the same way. Um, So that will wrap up our preview of this weekend's match. Again, you can join Callum Williams, Kendra D. Sanovan, and myself over on Score North on AM 1500 starting at 2 p.m. for pre-match, as well as Sirius XM Channel 157 as well across the nation uh, this Saturday. So next up, Dan, our quick look across the league. Um, the big news for this area of the world, Minnesota speaking, U.S. Women's National Team announced their end-of-the-year schedule and the final game of the season and Carly Lloyd's illustrious career will come to an end at Allianz Field as the U.S. Women's National Team legend announced her retirement this past, past week. I can't remember the date off the top of my head. Um, I'll do a quick search here. Sep- um, September, wasn't it? I can't remember. I'll All I'll right. do a quick search, but that was a it's a pretty big, pretty cool occasion that will happen at Allianz Field coming up here as Carly Lloyd will finish her very legendary career at Allianz. Yeah, I would think that that will generate a lot of excitement, and I think you'll see uh, obviously a, a full capacity. It's a great chance for especially young girls playing soccer to come and watch this team play, and um, that's pretty exciting. Um, October twenty sixth. Oh, it's October 26th. Yeah. Okay. Against uh, uh, South Korea. Okay. And I don't know anything about South Korea's women, women's team. So I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the match will be like. Um, I don't know if it'll be a, you know, cakewalk for, for us, but it's just anytime you can, you've got a market like this that is embracing professional soccer and you get a chance to bring in uh, a national team, whether it's the men's or the women's, you're mm-hmm. going to generate a lot of excitement, and that'll be kind of cool. That'll be fun. Hopefully, the hopefully the weather is nice, and uh, the way it's going, we'll probably still be in the 70s and 80s in October. So. <laughs> right, we'll be uh, in a drought still. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be cool to see the see the U.S. women's national team back at Allianz Field. I think two years since they last uh, played a game there. So yeah, it's it's always cool when you can bring in one of the national teams, especially if it is the women's national team with how big women's soccer is in this mm-hmm. country right now. Um, a couple of MLS legends uh, reached the same milestone this week as Dax McCarty and Chris Wondolowski each made their 400th league appearances just two days apart. Chris Wondolowski doing it against Minnesota late in that one. Really cool to see that and see how those teams put together packages, congratulating each of their players on such huge milestones in their careers. Yeah, I didn't realize Dak had reached that too, but when Wondolowski came in, you know, it was too bad because, as we mentioned during the broadcast, the San Jose side, they were all so crabby, and they weren't happy <laughs> at all. They were the whole night. Their physical side. Their whole they night. Play. They were just crabby and complaining, and they were just salty all night long. And even when Wondolowski came in, he was complaining. And so, but congratulations, that's that's, you know, 400 appearances is uh, it's an amazing number. I'm trying to remember, Wondolowski is how old? Do you remember what it's? 38. Is it 38? I couldn't remember if yeah. it was 38 or 39. But, yeah, I mean, he still looks like he's in pretty good shape. Obviously, he's lost a step or so. But, you know, they could still put him in there, and he still brings a little fire to the match. And you put the ball on his foot inside the 18, and, you know, there's a good You're chance. You're holding your breath. Gonna, yeah, there's a good chance he's going to bury it. So, yeah, those are, those are pretty cool milestones. 
A guy who buried a shot yesterday, former loon Ramon Abila, scored a rocket of a goal in his DC United debut. Unfortunately, didn't help his side as they still lost to New England 3-2. But if you go back and watch the highlights, it's it's a hell of a goal for his first strike for, for DC United. All right. What do we do with that? <laughs> nothing, nothing. It I just wanted to bring like, it up. No, let, me, let me just say that. It seems like when higher profile forwards, I just want to say forwards because not always strikers, sometimes they're, you know, tens or midfielders they leave here and it seems like they will very quickly do something to make you go oh why didn't we keep him and then and then you wait a little while and you look at the big picture and go oh yeah Yeah, he's not doing he's not doing jack (laughs) i mean it wasn't it wasn't like it was the most magnificent like run of play ever i mean he got the ball off a of a bad deflection he didn't didn't run run to get it it came right to him essentially he kind of moved forward two steps and just absolutely struck a beauty of a shot it was it was a rocket of a shot but yeah he it wasn't like he was running for it because he didn't like make a mad run and outrun a defender and then split two guys and then okay did he do that when he was here i never i don't think he's doing that when he's in dc all right well good for him i hope i hope he does well just like (laughs) when so many other players have left here you go well i hope you do well you know, because it's not just against Minnesota. You weren't the right fit here. And yeah, don't you dare score a goal against us. So uh, other cool. results across MLS last night, there was 11 games. So there was plenty to talk about. Seattle needed just one goal to leave Dallas with all three points. Sporting Kansas City, Minnesota's next opponent, as you mentioned, rescued a late 1-1 draw at home last night against Portland. Means Seattle, um, with those two results, bumps back up into first place in the Western Conference by just a point. Uh, Vancouver scored two second half goals to come from behind and get a road win at Austin FC. They might be coming up and write that down here in a moment. And then Real Salt Lake jumped Minnesota in the standings thanks to their 2-1 win last night against Houston. So that means Minnesota going into Saturday's monumental match. It sits sixth in the Western Conference, 27 points. They sit seven points behind Colorado Rapids, just three points ahead of Portland for seventh place in the Western Conference. It's not a, it, okay. First of all, it's not a monumental match. We still have what? 15, eh, I mean, it might be. To go? It might be. With how big with with how big it is and how much you need three points, might be monumental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm building too it up soon. so people listen in. Come too on, soon. You got to help me out here. It's too soon. <laughs> it's too soon Fine. for a monumental match. Fine. Yeah. We, we won't call it monumental. Do you want to get to write that down? Let's it write was a, stuff down. It was a monumental week and write that down. Was it? Good. Uh, yeah, we won't like it, but oh, it was bad. monumental. It was real oh, bad. Man. All right, so if you haven't listened before, write that down is our our weekly prediction segment. We each make three soccer-related predictions. At least one of them has to be Minnesota United-related. We'll keep track of the correct, correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call them goals, and most goals at the end of the year wins the coveted golden boot. I'm done picking three-goal outbursts. <laughs> I'm just Are you staying. ready? I'm done. I'm done. I don't think you're ready for this bloodbath of is it all an accountability. Red? Session. It is all red. Oh my! Look God. at all that red. We suck. Goodness gracious! It's a we lot of red. Suck. I'll start with mine. Uh, wow. I got four coming off the board today. All of them wrong. I said by the end of August, the Loons will be in the top three in the Western Conference. I know they still have two games. They mathematically cannot do that because they are well out of that race. So. Um, they can't do that, so that's a mark off me. I said Chicharito will not score a goal on Saturday. We came to the conclusion that if he plays, it will count. Um, but if he doesn't play, it doesn't count. So since he didn't play, he didn't even dress, it does not count. I had a parlay that all three matches, I correct their, I guessed their their outcome. I got all three outcomes wrong. 
which is hilarious to me that all three of those were completely <laughs> wrong. But my wow. favorite was Arsenal getting beat by Brentford because that was just – it was amazing the scenes at Brentford to see I'm, as they get a 2-0 win at, or against Arsenal. I'm just glad that you don't bet on sports, man. You're <laughs> no, I couldn't bet on don't sports. Don't bet. I'm glad it's not costing no. you any money. No, I couldn't bet on sports because this would happen, and I'd just get mad all the time. Um, and then lastly, I said Manchester United will beat Leeds. They did. Jaden Sancho will make his debut. He did. Um, but I also said Jaden Sancho would score a goal or register an <sighs> assist. When he came on, they were already up 5-1, so he, they didn't need him to do much. So oh. I'll take that because it was, a, it was a hell of a debut, or it was a hell of a opening game for Manchester United. You had two come off the board. You said by the end of August, the Loons will have won four straight. They technically, mathematically cannot do that. So yeah. that one's coming off the board for you. Then you said Emmanuel Reynoso will score and get an assist against the LA Galaxy. Well, he didn't either, unfortunately, for everybody. Really? Yep. So that right. leaves us with unchanged standings for the time being. 13 goals for you, 8 goals for me. Guests have 2 goals, and the listeners, we corrected it, now have 1 goal on the season. But if you're looking at it, Dan, you have 5 predictions still on the board. I have 11. You are 11? 13 of- Yep. Good God. You have 13 of 43 predictions right. I have 8 of 37 predictions right. So, I started last week. I started last week. I'll let you start this week. All right. Minnesota United against Sporting Kansas City on Saturday. I wanted Mm -hmm. to pick someone to score a goal. You know, that used to be, it's like, well, but it's getting harder. That's a risky decision. It's getting harder and harder. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I can't pick Robin Lude because I don't know he's playing. Yeah. I don't know if he's playing. If he's playing, I'd pick him in a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, our striker is ice cold. I don't know that he'll ever score a goal again his entire life. Um, wow, you already gave up on a new eleven I, games no, in. I haven't, haven't given up. Wow. I'm saying might. I said might never score again. Goodness. And I went with, as you saw on the board, I threw everything in the uh, Emmanuel Reynoso basket against the yeah. Galaxy and nothing. So. And I'd, I kind of would like to pick Brett Coleman, but I know that would be really dumb. So I'm going to go against Sporting Kansas City on Saturday. Hassani Dotson will score a goal. Write that down. Okay. I mean, I think the last time he scored a goal against Sporting Kansas City was that banger of a shot that rocket or that propelled Minnesota to the playoffs two years yeah. ago at Allianz Field. So, so there we go. That's score a goal against Can- SKC. I like it. All right. All right. Write that down. My first one, Minnesota will record at least one clean sheet in their next two matches. I have a prediction on the board. I'm kind of hedging here. Um, that says Minnesota will keep at least three clean sheets in August. They already have one. They need to get two clean sheets in their final two matches in August to do that. So I'm hedging a little bit, trying to get a point out of this. I think they can do it again against Houston. I don't know that they can do it against Sporting Kansas City. I hope they can because that means either a draw or a win, hopefully a win. So I'm going to say Minnesota will, will record at least one clean sheet in their next okay. two matches. At least. Okay. So if they get two, I still count, and I get double okay. points. All right. Write that down. You're, you're starting to bank on the defense to get you points. We're both kind of sliding away At from At this point, do you blame me? Goals. No, that's all they can do is play defense. So, <laughs> um, All right. My number two is going to be – that's not my number two. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here because I've got a couple of options. I'm going to go with um, – in the MLS Friday mm-hmm. – uh, the LA Galaxy will shut out San Jose. Clean Ooh. sheet against San Jose. You didn't like what because, you saw from their attack on Tuesday? No, they're terrible. We had to score for them for them to get a point. <laughs> if we hadn't scored a goal, if if, if Buckeye DePassi hasn't 
didn't have them go off the wrong part of his foot, we win one nil. Yeah. No, San Jose's terrible. Okay. There you go. Write, Write that, that, down. that down. Yep. My second one here today, Austin FC will win the Anthony Precourt wooden spoon this year. They will be the worst team in the league. They're one point above Toronto FC at the moment, but I think because of their lack of attack, I think Toronto eventually will get it together here to at least win one or two. I can't see Austin FC winning a whole ton down the stretch here just because of their lack of a a true number nine who can score a ton of goals for them. They play pretty decent soccer. Unfortunately, they're just bottom of the league right now, and that's probably where they'll be for this season. I will write this down. Austin FC will win the wooden spoon this year. They'll be the worst team in the league. All right. Well, they could have some – that could come down to the last weekend, too. Could be. There's some pretty bad teams. But another one just that I'm just kicking down the road here. All right. Have all these I'm start kick, piling I'm, in late. All right. I'm going to kick one down the road because otherwise right. I'm going to be in big trouble into the year. <laughs> Minnesota will finish. All right. So you've got to finish one through four to get a home playoff game, your first yep. match. One, yep. you get a bye, and then you get your second round one at home. So Minnesota will finish in fourth place or within two points of fourth place at the end of the year. Or so what I'm saying is, I'm saying they will be they will either finish fourth or they will be very close, fifth or sixth. They'd be two okay. points out. So there you go. Write that down. I could pad crap for the end of the year, too. <laughs> That's a very Sandbagger. vague one. I like it. Sandbagger. <laughs> I like it. That, one's, that one can leave a lot of options there. I like it. Uh, my final one. Um, I'm thinking that Minnesota will make a run down the stretch here, but to do it, they'll need Emmanuel Reynoso to be their key. And we saw that last season that when he joined the team, he basically, he was the guy who sparked them and got them going into where they ended up being in the Western conference finals. If they do that again this year, Emmanuel Reynoso will be the reason they do it. So Emmanuel Reynoso, write this down. We'll finish in the top five for MVP voting at the end of the season. Ooh. And right now, I don't think he's even in that conversation just because of how this team has played so far no, no. and how the rest of the league has played. But if Minnesota are going to make the run that I think wow. they can because wow. of how they have played so far this season and how that attack tends to create a ton of chances, they're number one in key passes in the league this season. I think that Minnesota, eventually the goals will start going in. I hope so. <laughs> and if they do, Emmanuel Reynoso is going to be the reason. So write this down. Manny Reynoso will finish in the top five of MVP voting. See, I can't even say the three goal a game mark anymore because we're just no. so far away from that. I, I just – all right, good luck. Good luck to everybody. That yes, has everybody been <laughs> that has been Loon Talk for this week. Again, you can join us for the radio broadcast starting at 2 p.m. on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, or live.scorenorth.com coming up this Saturday for Minnesota United hosting Sporting Kansas City. We'll also be on Sirius XMFC channel 157 as well if you want to listen to us across the nation on satellite radio. We, you can join us then. Dan, good stuff this week. We will talk to you on Monday. Monday should be. All right, thanks. Good job, buddy. Good job. See you, everybody. Yep. Have a good one, Loons fans.